Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back once again. This is becoming too much of a habit for my liking. <laughs> this is Break It Down. I'm Alex McCarthy. You can hear the chuckles of Kenny McIntosh. And we are a few days removed from the Royal Rumble. And we're about a week removed from all the Vince McMahon news hitting the sheets. Um, I say the sheets. It's everywhere all around the world. You cannot escape it. What a week in wrestling it has been, Kenny. We've had the 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 highs and lows of the kayfabes. Who are you going to pick? What's your Rumble winner? CM Punk is injured and out of WrestleMania. But the dark cloud that's hanging over all of it is, without a doubt, Vince McMahon. Last time we spoke, we had Netflix deals. We had all kinds of things to discuss. Rock is a CEO. You know, all of these moving parts that really felt like they washed away and did not matter once the Vince revelations came to pass. I see today yet more is developing. You know, there's a federal prosecution case that's being launched. Four people are said to have been paid off by Vince McMahon. Four women during his tenure as CEO with WWE. We know he's out now, Kenny. He's had to resign. He had to leave after Slim Jims, of all people, made him made him go after they threatened to not 
sponsor the Royal Rumble. Macho Man's last bit of revenge. <laughs> exactly, his last <laughs> shot. Um, it's crazy, though, the, the developments that have taken on here. And, and obviously, there's been so much scrutiny, right? Like, people on Twitter saying what people should and shouldn't ask at the press conference. Let me just state my position. It had to be asked. Um what Triple H is ever going to give you back, you know, that's another conversation. But he handled it pretty bad, didn't he? I mean, if you compare it to how Shawn Michaels handled allegations about Vince and himself yesterday on the NXT media call, I mean, you know, he was really open about it. I mean, I'm sure everybody who's listened to this has heard everybody talk about the Vince thing and we're just the the latest two. But for me, I'm a big believer in No Smoke Without Fire. And if this was a one-off incident, yeah, maybe you can kind of say, well, you know, it's one person's word against the other. I think at this point, you know, how many lawsuits are we in? If you read the the court documents, I mean, the text messages alone are bad enough. Um, it feels like a systemic issue that is that is that ha- that had been there in the past. So, yeah, it's it's, it's really grim and. Um, you know, Lesnar's gone now because he was basically in the documents. There was a thing about a former UFC fighter who they were re-signed in 2020, which could only mean Brock. Um, Vince had to go. I think it's. I think it's only right that he goes. I mean, he, the guy should be in jail if the allegations that are against him are proven to be true. The fact that John Laurinaitis came out yesterday and did not deny the allegations, but instead tried to say that he was also a victim of Vince. Uh... I mean. <clears throat> If, I mean, if, they're turning on each other, Kenny. That's what's happening yeah. there. Yeah. And and it, so, so yeah, you the Triple H thing. It's like, um, I mean, he handled it really badly. What he should have said was, "Look, it's a really dark period for us amongst what was an amazing week." Is what he should have said, and then yeah. sort of say, "Look, you know, I wish I could talk to you about it, but I can't legally. But rest assured, I'm going to do my part, and we as a company are going to do our part to." investigate this fully and, and make sure that this is the safest company it can be. Something like that. Not, I only read it when you guys did. Because we know that's not true. Yeah, um, he, he he had read it. There's no, I mean, he's the grandfather of his children. Will he, will he, you know, is he just not paying attention? But he also was on a committee in July 2022 that, to look into any of Vince's other potential losses. So he was named as someone who would have... Yeah, about it. I mean, and and voted him out as John Albert quite uh, poignantly yes. uh, mentioned last year. What was it? Not December last year, the year before when they had the committee yeah. vote. Nick Khan, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, his own daughter, and Triple H all voted Vince out. Like, let's come on. They're not. We're not playing dumb here. Don't treat us silly. We know that you're well aware of what's going on with Vince and everything that comes with it. You know, we talk about whether he goes down or not. I I guess to make things clear, he pays these women off to avoid them going to the authorities and such. And the reason that this has really come to light now is because he paid, and I I think my fingers are right here, he paid Janelle Grant a million dollars and then just did not pay the rest, right? So she said, that almost shows you the sort of like potential narcissism of like I don't I don't need to pay her the rest because she's no longer mm. doing this stuff. But you know, you brought up an interesting thing that 
it's very tough for me to not just say completely what I think with no unfiltered response, but I'm going to try and be as diplomatic about what I'm about to say as I can. Mm-hmm. When you walk into one of those press conferences as a member of media, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to do your best to do something you can be proud of, or you're going to relinquish control and accept the circumstances. That's the only yeah. two options that you have. To me, there are a lot of people in that room, and I say this with no disrespect, I don't go in the room. I've not been in the room before. I was very proud of a lot of people who were in the room uh, at, at that Royal Rumble one. I thought, you know, Brandon Thurston, John Alba, Nick Houseman, uh, Seahawk, I think, as well. All the people who asked a, a, an important question, I, th- I thought, you know, kudos to them. But there's a lot of people who I think put on social media, you know, my dream is to make it into this room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if that's what you're saying, you don't belong in the room. Because... If you're in that room, no matter what outlet you're with, you know, to, to me anyway, the part of the reason I'm never in it is because, well, you know, I know that, you know, the experience that you had back in back in the day and, that, and I would be very uncomfortable if I had to do that, but I would have to do it if I was there. So I'm trying to mm. avoid it. But I just think that for such a serious situation, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're just happy to be in there and ask a, a fluff question, then you're taking the place of somebody who I think probably would, would be better in that role. And I think, you know, we've seen it now when you go to WrestleMania. I mean, I really am saying I think now. You, you go to WrestleMania, you go to these press conferences, and now it's like everybody's there. It's not even like, you know, the, the, the outlet level is now just, I don't want to say anybody, but like, you know, I grafted to get into that room. That yeah. media room. Like I, I don't have a massive outlet behind me, um, and I grafted to get in there. So... I take it very seriously to be in those rooms and to try and do something that I think is good and that I can be proud of and stuff. So it's, sometimes it feels a little bit insulting that there's people yeah. in the room just to be like, I know what you mean. I'm in the room. I know what you mean. I mean, that's, yeah. And, and I guess we're, to be clear, we're talking about the difference between a press conference here and then like a press junket. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, it, it's important to stipulate that where you will get some people that, you know, maybe they've just, built a following on social media and, and again, you know, it's commendable in its own right. You know, we, we, we're straddling different paths here, yeah. but like they end up being able to get with an outlet and then their dream is to interview superstars and that's how they do it. But, you know, given the breadth of these WWE weekends, they would often as well be invited to these, you know, media and press conferences. And, and I guess that's where a hard journalist per se, like, you know, like a Brandon Thurston, who does his job incredibly well, Mm-hmm. It, you know, greatly, greatly differs to some at the other end of the scale. It's it, it, from my perspective, if I was in that room at the Royal Rumble, you know, people might laugh given Cardiff, but um, being at the Daily Mail, I would be expected to ask about Vince. That would have been like if I had not, if I'd come out of that room and not asked about Vince when I had the chance, I would have had questions to answer to my boss. Basically. Can I also say though, just to defend you, right? And I'm not, I'm not defending you because we're friends. Like, I mean, that's, that's a reason to defend a friend, but, you know, I do mean this 100%. What happened in Cardiff would never have happened when the oh, well, if, it, no, really like, if, if it's the same weekend, no, it, it's, it's, the, it's a different atmosphere, it's a different yeah. tone, it's, it's everything. You, right? you were, you were um, part of a bit in that scenario. You were yeah, part of and to, be, to, to be clear, I don't regret, I'm annoyed that it happened, but I don't regret what I did in that press conference at all, because... What was you meant to do? Just make it awkward and shit? Like, you know what I mean? It was. I, I'm not. I, I'm annoyed that it was a position to be in, 
Like I still didn't enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm you know I don't. But, necessarily... you, but you had to accept in that room, in that environment, you had had to relinquish control for that scenario, as I would, yeah. as anybody would. But at the same time, you know, if it's a serious scenario, and again, I'm not saying everybody who was in that room at Royal Rumble needed to ask about Vince, but there was somebody, and I, I can't remember the name of the person, so I don't want to say, but there was somebody who, after one of the questions about Vince, I can't remember if it was to Cody or to Triple H. But somebody followed it up with, um, let me just ask you a nice question instead, Next, It's like, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're not here to make this nice. Like, you're here to do a, a job. Like, that's the whole point of it. And, you know, and just FYI, if I had been in the room, I know what my question would have been. And my question would have been, you know, PW Insider reported that Brock Lesnar was removed from the show. He was yeah, named. That would have been mine. Yeah, he, would, he was in the Wall Street Journal. Can you clarify the status of Brock and is there an investigation going on internally to him? Yeah, that um, you've read my mind. It's exactly what I would have asked, and I and I did wonder why it didn't come up. I mean, not not to say those who did ask about the topic because I thought it was valid questions that they did present, but I just felt like that was a an area unexplored. Um, they all yeah, tried. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, not passing judgment. I think yeah. I think there was a lot of great work done there. Um, it's just one of them things, though, when you look at the entirety of the Vince situation, as I've said to you you know, privately, the scope of this is not just Vince McMahon. Now, we've seen that John Laurinaitis is you know, going down with the ship and he's trying his best to just pin it on Vince at this point. Um, you know, I, I personally don't subscribe to the idea that a man could force me to do those things. Um, but again... John Laurinaitis is John Laurinaitis and I am who I am. Um, but it goes even beyond that. And I don't want to like, you know, name names per se to, you know, litigious reasons. <laughs> I don't want to get sued, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of people within that company who are still operating with that company who have been in a close radius of Vince for a number of years that questions or certainly investigations have to be asked and launched as to the proximity of this and, uh, you know, what, what what did they and didn't they know? You know, what did they enable? What did, Even if you turned a blind eye, you know, if so much as a laughing face emoji and a text message, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, how, mm-hmm. if that, if they were, you know, I, I don't want to say a part of it or complicit of it, but, you know, certainly within knowledge of it and could have helped prevent it, these are all things that need to be known. And at this stage, that's not clear obviously um you know triple h is in power now and has been vince's son-in-law for all of this process and worked in an executive level it would be it would be fair for people to ask him i think like you know how how much were you aware of vince's ongoing and all of this stuff and and then you know look at the wider team that was closer to vince that i'm not trying to make any suggestions i'm not trying to You'd say anyone is anything. What I am saying is the circle close to Vince should certainly be investigated, particularly if they are still going to work in WWE. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think, look, I don't know anything, but I would assume, you know, Triple H always has a good rep, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. I mean, if you if you worked with him in 2002, you probably wouldn't say that. But, you know, if you... if Behind the yeah. scenes, he has a great reputation, right? Stephanie has a really yeah. good reputation. I am... I mean... Vince has talked about having affairs in Playboy in 2001. So I'm sure that they knew that he was having, that he had girlfriends and stuff because that's what he's... Yeah, but there's nothing illegal about that. But, you know... 
like you said, it's the, the depraved stuff, I guess. And, yeah. and obviously, the, using the power of the boss, you know, employee dynamic, it, it's all of these things that are in play, I guess. And, you know, I'm not a virtue signaling kind of person, Kenny, but it's like if if these women were, you know, subjected to abuse from him from under his power and they didn't have a choice, then, you know, that's completely different to having consensual relations. Now, I'm not suggesting either way. What I'm saying is it needs to be explored. I don't know either way, obviously. 100% needs to be explored. The two things that I had a takeaway, then we've got a couple of things to probably talk about before we talked before we got you out with Trish Stratus, which is amazing. Mm. Um, but like two things that struck me. Number one, you know, this is something that he allegedly did in his 70s. What was he doing to women <laughs> when he was in his 60s and his 50s and his 40s? Mm. I mean, that's what strikes me. Because even I'd, I'd heard Meltzer say that if you read the text messages, which are awful, if somebody would like, I'd, I'm, you know, I'm really tinfoil hatting it here, but I'm just trying to put, if somebody was making this up, right, they somehow, according to Meltzer, have basically got the text exactly how Vince would write something, like in the style that he would. So it's so far-fetched that somebody has been able to, and you've got to assume, you know, Janelle Grant, when she's put this stuff over to her lawyers, they're checking that these texts are from the number that, mm. that is in the phone. You know, they're not lawyers aren't going to put text messages into a legal scenario and just go, oh yeah, just send me a screenshot of that. That's fine. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> so so there's yeah. that element of it. But also the other thing was so you know there's the fact that what was he doing to people in his earlier years? That was one thing. But the other thing is, <clears throat> and I think this is important for guys to think about for males, is that be, being sort of something not being consensual is not always as simple as you know saying yes or no mm-hmm. if you get Vince McMahon who's the most powerful guy in wrestling and he says potentially or you know hypothetically says to a young female employee who doesn't have any power you know I want to sleep with you and the way he says it she might feel she has to to keep her job because of the power dynamic so I think that it's yeah. difficult because I know some people are kind of going well if Janelle Grant didn't like the scenario relationship they have why does she stick around it's like because you know if you speak to every woman you know in your life i guarantee you they or somebody they know has experienced the power dynamic that a man can hold over a woman so i think that's just an important thing to have in the ether for me yeah and i, I mean again I, I was trying to think about this the other day as someone who has two daughters mm-hmm. um you know thank god they are a million miles away from such a scenario but it's something that makes me think. Oh, I, I don't ever want them to be in a in a in a situation, you know, God as ghastly as this, but also where they, f- you know, they feel weak because of who they are and the position they're being put in by somebody above them who would take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, I'm a man, and I've never had to experience that, right? So it's just, just trying to understand and empathize with that. Um, it's a very complex issue, but like, and I guess the main thing that we've both discussed here and that needs to happen, it seems like it is happening at a federal level. It just needs to be properly and thoroughly investigated. Um, if it turns out that there's a lot of things that we don't know and, you know, people have been wronged or whatever, I'm amazing. I'm praying that the likes of Triple H and, and that and, you know, HBK who came off so great yesterday and Stephanie and co I hope are you know, clean as whistles and they stay in the, the light that we currently see them in all of that stuff but we don't know 
until it's properly thoroughly investigated. And that's all I would ask for in this instance. Yeah, for sure. I agree. What did you what did you think of um and it's more lighthearted, what did you make of Cody and Bailey as the rumble winners? From both of us. I made a compelling case for Bailey that I think could still play out. And I'm excited to see that road that she's going to go down because I have a hard time believing she's going to challenge Rhea Ripley. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> some in, infighting and it's going to be a good story in play. And Bailey is long overdue. The babyface run, the babyface recognition, um, you know, since she was out with a knee injury after the pandemic, basically, I think it's been well overdue and people are ready to to love Bailey again. So I think it's a great winner from that perspective. And I I still think Jade could have won it. I'm still <laughs> sticking by that. But more to your point that you made on last week's show, she had a great showing and it actually did everything you would hope it would have done. So I cannot complain. With Cody, I was absolutely certain that Punk was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sure when when it was the last four, I was like, it's going to be Punk. And when Cody won, I was like, what? Because I was so convinced <laughs> that it was going to be the Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. And I didn't really see a way you could do them both. I thought, well, it, you know, it has to be Punk. That just makes sense. And now Punk's injured and he's out. We're looking at it like, yeah, you know, I saw Cody reacting to a tweet where they're saying triple threat, all belts. On the line, Rollins, Reigns, and Rhodes, which you know actually I quite like and hadn't thought of, but I do like it that Rollins is trying to get in Rhodes' head to say you should challenge me, but it's going to be Roman, and I think finishing his story, shit phrase, but we're going to have to continue it for now. It it doesn't work unless it is Roman. So, I Bailey, great, Cody, potentially great, but there are still so many questions about that card. Yeah, there's there's loads of questions. The Cody thing, obviously, I'm happy about because of you know I said last week I I, I just I'm 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 cool with the part time arena being over. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I did, did want to ask you though if the Rock and Roman match, which by all accounts is still on the cards at some stage, if that's in Saudi, how are you feeling about it as a? Big... Uh, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. I don't think it will be either. I think the Rock has made it quite clear that it's a WrestleMania match. Now, whether he hasn't had the Saudi cash dangled in front of him or not, I don't know. But I think if it's not WrestleMania this year, then it's WrestleMania next year. And I think all the things about The Rock saying he's a long gamer um, are probably true. Yeah, they are probably true. I, th- I mean, the part, I mean, thank God Punk didn't win the Rumble, given the injury. I mean, the Mania card is so in flux now because obviously Lesnar's out. He's no longer mm-hmm. going to be in. And I don't even know how you even look at bringing him back until you well, investigate everything and, and clear them of stuff. Yeah, that well, again, that's what needs to happen. And then, you know, because losing him and Gunther off that card is a big match to lose, which allegedly was the direction they were heading. Yeah. That's a big match to lose. And then you have to find something else to do with Gunther now. Maybe somebody who... who I, maybe it's Braun Breaker. It, maybe that's the maybe that's yeah, the match. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe they just continue making Brock do everything that Brock does. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's a it, 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 there's a lot of dominoes that have to fall um, as a result of the shuffle in the card. What does Rollins do at WrestleMania now? Drew McIntyre is probably the hottest he's been in ages, and Punk's on the shelf. So 
I mean, a lot of people would say maybe that's the natural matchup, but I don't know. I really don't know. I, uh, I still like the idea of Sami Zayn kind of winning his first world title, but he's not really hot enough at the moment, whereas Drew is. Yeah, I mean, I think Drew has... Drew has, has I mean, he, the fact that he stepped up when Punk got injured and he's doing all the stuff about, you know, I prayed for this and stuff and all the memes online. So like, good. What a so dick. Good. Tremendous. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I think Drew, I think uh, put can Drew I in just the... interject? Yeah? Can I just interject and say that I spoke to Drew the other day uh-huh. and um, I said to him that this is my favourite run of his. Like, I loved COVID, finally getting the title babyface, Drew. I really mm-hmm. did. Because... Um, I think for you know, I'm not making out I'm his best friend, but for those of you that know him a bit, that's very close to his personality, mm-hmm. um, his real one. But uh, I said to him, I mean, I'm finding this like the most entertaining, best work of his that I can remember. And he said it's second to his work in ICW. Wow, that's his yeah. favorite work of his career. There you go. Um, yeah, so I think WrestleMania, I, personally, I would do Drew and Seth. I think that's a match. But I think if they do Cody and Roman, Drew and Seth, and, uh, and what was the other men's match? Uh, Gunther and Gunther and, like Braun Breaker. There is something missing from like a blockbuster perspective. I don't exactly. know. I don't know. What I was about to, I was about to ask you this: uh-huh. Is Drew versus Seth sexy enough for WrestleMania? Is it like tantalizing enough? I. I I mean, I, I like it on paper, but I'm, I, I think the I problem know. is all the people who you would bring back are not really people who you would want to put the world title on. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you wouldn't want to put it on Cena. You wouldn't want to put it on Austin if he was to agree to do something. So they're kind of in this weird spot where I don't know how you make the world title picture sexier <laughs> because if Punk's not there and Rock's not there, yeah. who do else you, do, you, do you do Gunther... Drew and Seth? Yeah, I think, you could, like, I think you could do that. You alleviate the problem that way? I think, yeah, I mean, I think I think you, you would be elevating Gunther and then you'd potentially be taking something away from, like, a, a Braun Breaker, but ultimately the, the top of the car is more important. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, at the moment, there seems to be more women's matches that are that feel big. You know, we assume Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill is going to be a match at WrestleMania. That moment had the electricity... And you could feel it. Yeah. Whether they whether they team or go against each other is up for debate, but in it, something between them needs to happen. Um, you feel it. But yeah, I think mean, you know you got Rhea and Becky. You've got Bailey and Io. So I mean, there, there's three top women's matches there. But yeah, there's something. I think because there's been such a hype over WrestleMania, and it's WrestleMania 40. Is there something? I mean, Cena, unfortunately, is probably going to come back and do something. Oh. <laughs> With who, though? The pantomime so you, dame returns. You think, um, uh, yeah, you think it's going to be solo, don't you? Yeah, I think it's going to be solo, which again, it's like... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I, don't, I feel like the, the bloodline stuff, you know, they, they've got a really rap because I don't think Jimmy and Jay, it's controversial, I don't think that face-off at the Rumble felt anywhere near as big as we would have thought it would six months ago. Yeah, I agree. And I, I would, I, I mean, I, I still kind of want to see that matchup, but they've got a lot of work to do. Um, and I think it's just maybe because they've been apart, but WWE would have expected that same electric that we got from Jade and Bianca. And I think, controversial as it is, I think Solo's called off a lot. Like yeah. he had, he had a lot, he had a lot of momentum, and he was really booked strong within the bloodline at the height of their run. He just feels like he's petered away a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody in the bloodline has. So you know that that whole Roman stuff. It's like everyone around him is kind of cooled off because the story's not really, you know, going in. So hopefully, you know, in the next couple of weeks, as the Cody Roman stuff heats up, the bloodline can get a, a resurgence. But say la vie. I mean, who knows, we'll be, who knows when we'll be back? Um, to who knows? Talk about um, what's happening. Um, we've sport. We've sport these fuckers. To be honest, I think we've we're overworked. We're due, we're due a few weeks off at this point. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I was about I was about to say, give me the Lesnar schedule, but fuck me, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> uh, what I will say is, uh, obviously, Tristratus is coming out momentarily. I wish I'd spoken to her a day later when the Vince stuff broke, but. Um, Imagine, I, imagine, imagine how I'm feeling about the tour. My question is uh, going to have to be different now. Kenneth. Um, but yes, that was a great chat. And um, yeah, I look forward to all of you hearing it. And of course, you can watch it over at YouTube as well, which I implore you to do because Trish is goddamn beautiful. Um, how do you? We also... Wow. wow. Um, I am going to be in Australia, the Elimination Chamber. I think Woo. we can tell people. I put that on Twitter, so why not? Um, and there will be plenty of coverage coming from that. Hopefully, I'll speak to Kenny either side of it um, to give you the lowdown of, of of what went down in Down Under. And yeah, but yeah that, is kind of, that. that is the schedule we're looking at. And then we're both going to be at WrestleMania too. So there's going to be lots of opportunities for uh, Kenneth and I to fill you in. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, I don't envy you with that, those flights, but if anybody can do it, it's you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going... I'm also going to Brazil in between Mania and Australia. Oh, my God. The jet-setting life of a journalist. Oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> but then I also fight for it when I don't have it. So what are you going to do? Right, with that, we all have to get going. You lot have had long enough. Uh, enjoy the dulcet tones of Trish Stratus. First of all, hi. Thank you very much for uh, joining me today for this chat, Trish. Uh been a more bucket list to speak to you about your wonderful career really and really it has been it has been <laughs> um and you know what i'm really excited too because i will see you soon i saw you at money in the bank last year but okay yes i will see you in the uk kenny mackintosh inside the ropes good friends of mine oh you know, you're, okay you're, you're coming to town right uh, i'll see I... you in london hopefully but how excited to you know do those kind of shows where you can really talk to the fans through your career oh i'm so excited it's actually 
it's I've been looking forward to it because we had booked this <clears throat> pre-pandemic um, and it just, you know, obviously went away. And now we're finally doing it again. Um, but to me, like, you know, post-retirement, what's been so lovely is, A, going back to wrestle. That's number one. Um, but also, so it, it, there's just, it, it's just, it's like almost like having, you know, sometimes you look, you have the chance to look back on your career and there's a, it's a retrospective look and you say, oh, I wish I did this or I could have done this. Well, I'm so blessed because I feel like I was able to come back, do the things I wanted to do, look back on and, you know, enjoy the moment more and just like little things like that, you know, like enjoy being out there, taking in the moment, things like that. And another thing is, is, is creating these opportunities to meet my fans because um, honestly, like just you know, over the, the, you, it's the fans who made me. And we, I know we, it sounds so cliche where we say it, but it really is. And I see that when, you know, I come back and I, and I had the support from my fans, like, you know, it had been many years. I don't know. Would they have taken to me? Maybe not. Right. Um, everyone did. And, you know, it, the support was amazing and everyone opened me, uh, uh, welcomed me with open arms. Um, but the coolest thing has been, you know, when I came back to that little run was to do these autograph signings. And, you know, chatting with people. And that's the part where like now it's such a generational thing. I'm like, I have the father and son, for example, that come up to me and the father's like, hey, I grew up watching you, told my kid about you. And now he got to watch you too, you know? So that was just super special. And so now this is like another layer, um, you know, like autograph signings, you get to have those one-on-one moments and, and talk about stories, but now to have, um, you know, this opportunity to, to get on stage and share stories. Um, you know, I remember years ago, Mick had invited me <clears throat> to one of his, I'm sorry, Mike, I've been chatting a lot. I just got back <laughs> from autograph signing. Literally, this is how I come back. I'm sure I'm going to be like this when I get back from London <laughs> after my four <laughs> days over at the UK. Um, but I, 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 you know, Mick had invited me. He was in Toronto doing one of the, one of the spoken word uh, events, and um, I came. You know, just it was so great. You know, he was excited. You got these amazing stories and stuff that you'd never, you know, you'd never heard before, right? Just I mean, because it's candid, it's one on one, and then you know, you have these great questions from the fans. So I'm super excited about it. Um, I always love coming over to the UK um you know obviously I'm starting off in Manchester or sorry is it Manchester yes Manchester for two days for for the love of wrestling uh Saturday and Sunday I'll be signing there and then making my way to Glasgow and then London like what a great trip so I'm really excited about it but the spoken word event is um something I've been looking forward to for a long time so all I say to my start experience is bring some good questions (laughs) (laughs) no pressure no pressure yeah nothing that we're going to cover we'll we'll cover a lot today but if you we didn't get if we didn't catch anything right yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll leave them. We're going to cover them, a lot. I'll yeah. leave them a sliver. Yeah, leave so them a, leave them a crumb. Leave them a crumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you and Kenny will be dynamite on stage. I don't doubt that at all. Um, I've I've seen you know he's had Heyman and all of these guys before, and it's always been wonderful. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be great to hear your career from your perspective for one of the first times. I would think. Um, yeah, it is. You said it there though. Very interesting. You know that you 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 had the chance to reflect a little bit on your career and go, wow, I got to do this and. And then go, actually, I had that second phase. When was that itch where you went, mm, you know what? There's a whole new sort of generation and a new buzz for women's wrestling happening now. And your career and your legacy was already cemented. Mm-hmm. Was there a part of you that went, ah, oh, man, I, I want to be a part of this now. And I feel like you could not only could you bring something to that, but your career deserved to have the same kind of love and adulation that women's wrestling was getting do you know what I mean there was a convergence perhaps yeah I mean it, it wasn't necessarily that I was like hey I want a piece of that <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, and, you know it, it gets I guess it started with ironically with the rumble coming up it was probably the rumble um the women all women's were rumble that came up and um having that moment 
um, to go back and, and dip my toes into the current landscape of the women and getting a chance to, you know, mix up with Natalia and the, 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 the Bellas and, um, and, and Sasha Banks, you know, um, those moments, uh, it, it's so cool and to hear the stories about like what it meant when you watched me and then, you know, seeing like Bailey be so excited that we have a spot together, you know, like little things like that. So, um, I think that's what sparked it to like go, that's not, it's not that I'm like, that's so cool. I want more. It was more like, wow, what a unique opportunity also for the fans. You know what I mean? For them to actually see that. And that's kind of the buzz that I got. And I feel like ever since I retired and really my whole career, I mean, we are doing it. A lot of us, we're doing it for the fans, you know, like um, everything I do out there is, is for the fans. And so, you know, to to create an opportunity where it's a, you know, multi-generational face-off, for example, in the rumble, we saw that Charlotte and I, you know, that was a moment where I just, you know, a lot of it feels serendipitous. You know, it feels like I always said when I retired, I said, hey, listen, if if you guys want me, um, if there's the right moment to come back to, I'm not going to come back for like something that's kind of meh and it's not doing anything to, you know, there's sort of a a, a checklist I have, you know, um, mm-hmm. it has to forward something. It has to interest the fans. It has to be something unique and different. It has to challenge me. There's a few things, you know, and, um, you know, 2019, when, you know, uh, SummerSlam came to Toronto and, and Charlotte was sort of just available, I was like, oh my gosh, like her generation versus my generation, like that could be it, called Vince. And I was like, just an idea. I know it's only a couple of weeks away. I, I kind of see Charlotte doesn't have, like just what are the chances that Charlotte, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, has nothing for SummerSlam, you know, at that mm-hmm. point. And so we did that. And, you know, it, that was great to do that. And the fans really dug that. I truly thought, like I was surprised I went back and had a full-on match I was like whoa I did that you know um and so you know it um I I really thought that would be my last match you know and um and then I think I just I think what got the itch to be you know that we speak of uh, there was some live events in Toronto and Becky and I started a little war of words and it was fun you know her and I are very punny you know and uh <laughs> and, and of course that's and it's funny because there's oftentimes I hear about the fantasy matchups and the moment Sasha Banks and I for example faced off mm-hmm. in the Royal Rumble 2018 to this day people talk about it they that's a fantasy match people I mean I'm not I'm gonna lie I love I, I that's a fantasy match for me as well um you know it's um just people buzz about things and it makes you go oh that would be interesting so when Becky and I started going back and forth um people were interested and then and I never thought of Becky for some reason I would do and even I do a panels who's your dream match I would kind of I just kind of would say you know Sasha Banks I don't you know I don't know I guess you know but the the idea of Becky and I facing off it became you know apparent that like we had a little something there uh, with just our 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 Twitter face off you know so to speak Uh, we got in the ring had that chemistry and you just know right away when you get in the ring with someone there's a we call it je ne sais quoi I I don't know what you know it's something right there's um something and and when I got in the ring with her we, we just knew we're like oh this is this is good like we just knew that and I remember, though, at one point, people saying, like, would you come back? Would you do another run? And the thing is, I kept saying, I think for me as a performer to come back, like, I'd come back as a baby face. I'd done the whole, yay, you know. <laughs> but I thought as a performer, it would be great to be back as a heel. And I thought it would, you know, again, taking that knowledge and, and everything I learned as a younger performer to come back as a mature performer and be able to apply that and just approach it differently. And also like, I loved coming back and like, you know, doing the little callbacks and things like that. Like I knew that would be something I'd really want to do. Um, Becky was a heel for the longest time when we did that, she was a heel. And then she had that completely organic baby face change, right. Where like she turned because she got injured, left, came back and they're like, yeah, she's back, you know? And I was like, Oh man, maybe that's it. And we just get to talking and just felt like 
you know, this can happen. And um, Vince, to be honest, had a problem with me coming back as a heel. He just was like, they're never going to boo you. I was like, just <laughs> let me do it, you know? So, um, you know, I think Hunter being involved um, really made a difference in the decision. And uh, initially it was just for a little run, but it just was working so well. We just kept it going and um, it was, yeah, it was great. And I, you know, I, I feel so thankful that I got that chance to go back and do that with, with you know, one of the greatest superstars of all time, Becky Lynch. Um, and, and she was, you know, we had that chemistry in the ring and just, we were able to create moments, um, you know, as you know, those, those rivalries were just like when two people face off, you're like, those are the things you remember those rivalries you talk mm-hmm. about years later. And for me personally, checking off bucket list stuff like you talk about i know this is one of your bucket list stuff so check but for me you know cage matches things like that were not available to us back in the day to be able to go back and do that i mean i i so blessed i feel so blessed oh the cage match was killer we'll get, we're gonna get to that um <laughs> <laughs> i do you know one thing that you were just talking about there particularly coming back the heel like i, I remember obviously like when i was a fan as a as a younger man and I was a big Trish Stratus fan, and then you screwed over Chris, uh, Chris, Jericho, Chris Jericho, and you aligned to Chris. Jericho. I was so upset. I was like, "Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming at all." Um, but when you when you came back, right? Like, talk me through that. How you know? It sounds a lot like your pitches, and Vince had the open door. But Triple H has been really involved, uh, and obviously, where well, he's the boss now, but he was really involved with women's wrestling and and making a lot of decisions down the years. So, how did that manifest into what we eventually saw? Because a lot of fans obviously had a lot to say that you weren't on SummerSlam, right? That's still like an ongoing thing of like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the eventual match is amazing. We'll, yes. I, I will get to that. But um, yes. was there a, you know, you sound like you would have had very specific ideas of what you were going to do for your run. And then obviously, once they change something or, you know, SummerSlam isn't on there, yeah. how was that for you? Um, you know, to me, it's always important to maintain the integrity of your storyline. Um, and I think, yes, there was definitely that, you know, everyone talks about it. There was, it's got stretched a little longer, you know, and, and it did, uh, sort of dilute things at the moment. Uh, I felt like maybe, you know, because look, I'm all about extending it. Like when Mickey James and I, we have this joking hashtag longest rivalry ever. I'm not sure if that still counts, but you know, we were so proud of the fact that we had a rivalry that lasted for so long, but it did have ups and downs, ebbs and flows. It really had other characters coming in and out. So it did that. Um, and so it's, it was able to be sustained because of those things. I'm not saying that Becky's and I's didn't, but I feel like maybe, maybe they could have given us some extra tools to make it a little more interesting. It was like, promo, let's do a promo. How about we do a promo? Let's do a promo. Let's do a promo. How about next week? We'll do a promo. You know, it's like, how much can we do, you know? Um, so like the interest was certainly there. And, and you know, there was times, and you can't let the internet get in your head because you'll go online and read that. People are like, oh, I'm not into this feud anymore. I'm, g- <laughs> I'm giving up on it. And it's like, but then we'll go to the live event and they're going wild. And you're like, or, you know, or performing live and they're going wild. They're into it. You guys are into it. So there's the majority. Yeah, you're into it, right? I mean, yes, it would have been great. To be honest, timeline-wise, if it went to, this, to SummerSlam, perfect timing. However, let me point out the fact that um, we really wanted, we thought that this ma- this feud needed to culminate to a, like a cage match. It needed something big, like something. We were like, okay, now we've done it. Let's, let's really go at it. <clears throat> there was a stadium show for SummerSlam impossible to have a steel steel cage match so you know it was sort of like um you want to have an eight minute um regular match uh, on SummerSlam which is a jammed card or do you want to be highlighted and have 20 minutes and have a steel cage and kick off this amazing show I think we'll do that you know so was there four weeks that we have and then it was like oh shoot we got four weeks we still gotta go could we have 
uh, fought for whatever. Could there have been a more creative four weeks to like not let interest wane or let people get sucky? <laughs> uh, perhaps, you know, um, but I mean, the interest was certainly there. And I just knew at the end of the day, as long as we could deliver, you know, at the at the end of the day, that was what would uh, people would talk about and would uh, remember. So, um, yeah, we got the great opportunity to have that cage match and woof. So much fun. <laughs> Let me tell you, you did deliver. You absolutely <laughs> did deliver. I, 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 I've, I said it at the time and reported on it that I, I think it's one of the all-time cage matches, gender whatever, right? It doesn't matter who. It was a great wow. match. Thank um, you. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, putting that together, um, you know, any, anyone who might have been involved and, and just this, I was going to use a terrible pun then. I'm going to resist. The satisfaction. Please do it. I love puns. (laughs) I was going to say satisfaction after it was so good, but I'm just, you know, (laughs) that's terrible. Um, But, you know, again, the the after bit where it's like, yeah, we did it. We we delivered what we set out to do because that is a memorable match. Yeah, um, <clears throat> never been in one before. And it was, a. It, and I, I mean, people brought, brought it up that I had said in interviews, man, I'd love to go back and do a cage match. And I didn't really think about it, how like, did I just manifest that? But, I, you know, it was, it just felt like that few needed it. It really was like the perfect endpoint for for that rivalry into, you know, where we had ta- brought the story. Um, but preparing for it, I, I remember there was a phase where I was just like, ah, I think I need to put up a cage and step into it. I've never been in a, like, I just, I needed to brainstorm. I needed to think about, I need to feel it. I, it was a new environment, right? To be in the ring is one thing. Um, and don't forget, I'm, you know, at this point, I'm, I've gotten back in the ring, so I'm comfortable now in the ring, but I'm like, oh, wait, but there's another level, another layer. It's the cage, you know? Um, and so they did set up the cage for me up at the PC. And I just remember just climbing it, sitting in it, being in it. And just like all these being flooded with ideas and just like things we could do. And I really wanted us to make sure we were, I really wanted to use the cage. You know, sometimes there's a match inside the cage, but it's just a match inside the cage. You know, they don't really use the cage necessarily. And I thought like, I really wanted to tell the story that, you know, I am going to get the hell out of this cage when I could and try and climb and, you know, whatever, and, 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 and use the cage as a weapon. And like, we really wanted to do that. And I think, um, you know, even the, the uh, hanging upside down spot to me, that was, that was for, you know, yeah, that was something that I thought would be really cool. Uh, I knew that like no guys had done that before because you, you literally couldn't get your legs up there. The guys can't do that, you know. So I was like, I need to do, I just want to do a little something different um, that, uh, you know, was safe, but um, would still kind of do the, do, have that moment, you know. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was, it was fun to put together. And, um, you know, you have to just have no fear. And I really didn't, you know, I was ready to go for it. Um and Becky and I, you know, Becky's so great, right? She's, she's a hundred percent in, I, I'm, I'm a real, like anything, anything goes like, let's just do this and, and we'll think about it tomorrow kind of thing. And she is as well. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, like we had the pressure of like, you know, the, the little, you know, the, the fans kind of doing their thing and we're like, okay, we knew we had to deliver. And so we were just right on track, both on board. And um, like, I'll just never forget the, the superplex from the top. It was a real, it was a kind of in a way, it was a weird, it was a, we, an intimate special moment for Becky and I, you know, we, we knew at this moment, this is a huge, people are going to go crazy. Um, but for us, we have to trust each other's bodies. This could go awry. It could, you never know, you know, and we just had to trust each other and trust the moment. Um, and, and, and we, we, I remember simply like, okay, let's go. And it was just like a simple, like it just, it was a very calm. I remember the fall was so long. I remember thinking, what, are we not there yet? Like it was just <laughs> like I never was going to hit that bottom. I had the similar feeling on one time Kane was uh, choke slamming me. And I re- like, you know, he's what, seven feet, eight mm. feet tall with the arm. And I was like, I remember just coming down going, 
what, where's the mat? Like, I just felt like I was falling forever. It was such a huge drop, you know, but yeah, um, just, I, I, it was a, a most serene, I, it sounds so bizarre, but the most serene, calming, quiet fall I ever had. Um, and then hitting the mat, it was just like, we knew we successfully and safely landed. Fans went crazy. And it was uh, a moment to remember for sure. But, um, but you know, that takes two people to be, you know, completely committed and uh, willing to put their bodies on the line and trusting. Um, and we we definitely developed that trust and that friendship we had over the, you know, just by feuding and being together for long. And we had, we had created a friendship long ago as well, just through our mama bond, you know, um, yeah. not just our honey uh, personalities. <laughs> um, and so that really helped. And, and I think that makes a difference when you see a match. Yeah. Okay. Think on, guys. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> oh, right. sorry. Okay continuing yeah uh, i'm babbling that's why there was like she's babbling too much um <laughs> trying to wrap us up what's going on yeah <laughs> um i rem i remember vince coming to me after the match and, and said you know there's a lot of chatter and question marks about that finish um he goes but you know you've always had and you full-on said this is my last day at work right mm-hmm. you've like, always had great instincts and you always you know your gut is usually the way to go and um i let you go with it i let because you felt that i, I let you go with that and man you were right he says you know because that reaction when i hit that sharpshooter is something um uh and so you know so so they do sometimes like they get it you know and i even that, that there was a question mark on me doing that move as well on the top the you know because it looks wild you know mm. uh, and imagine just like during the day being like oh my you know so <laughs> it looks wild and i was just like trust me i've, I've done it at the playground you know it'll be fine <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. there's moments okay. like that and i mean listen there's moments where where they win too where you know just we talked about the jericho turn um that was supposed to be me and jericho finally together and like you know the if we were going to be the it couple before maurice and, and, and Miz were the it couple um and uh and, and fans like you <clears throat> were waiting for that sorry <laughs> oh my gosh <clears throat> okay you can cut that for me maybe okay. yeah sure sure thank you so much <clears throat> And fans like you were waiting for that moment, right? It was like we it was months of like build up, build up, build up. And I mean, I remember him being a heel and then organically turned into a baby face because you guys wanted this union so much. And so we were waiting for that moment. And Vince that day on WrestleMania 20 says, So what we're gonna do tonight, actually we're gonna switch it up. You're gonna go with Christian. I was like, what what? We were all like, wait, whoa, whoa. And we were we were all resistant to it because we were like, no, but this is like, you know, and even you think the work you're doing, I'm like, we're working on foreshadowing, you know, you think of it as yeah, so yeah. Deep. I'm foreshadowing, you know, because they don't remember, oh, never she did that thing. It's it's fine. They'll be okay. The, he he was so right. The heel turn was everything, you know, and for me as a character, it was everything. It it completely turned my career on like a whole nother, you know, trajectory mm. at that point. So, you know, you know, so there's moments where you're like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. Okay, you were right on that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, listen, we all have been in the business for so long, and there's moments where something's very close to you. So, you know, um, it's nice when you can trust your gut and it's nice when people around you support you. I've got two more before I know that I, I have to let you go. Um but the first and foremost, we've been talking about how, you know, Toronto live events pulled you back in and, you know, Charlotte and all of this great stuff. There's another date at Toronto in the calendar. Yeah, I know you've, you've had, you know, quite unquote your dream matches and you had that, you know, the great run. But is the door still open for you to say, hey, you know, if something uh, that you know what you would find exciting comes along we could see Trish Stratus wrestling in Toronto I mean I've listened it's my continuous thing I've said since I retired if it's the right moment you know if it's something that makes sense um it's uh will the fans like it 
Um, <laughs> um, is it going to be with someone I can, I can advance that can, you know, I want to do something like, you know, coming back and work with Zoe for me personally was great because it was an, another layer, like Becky don't need my rub. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was an interesting feud and it's something that two characters, it was a fantasy matchup, a generational face-off, unique. Um, you'd never think you could see that and you got to see that. So that was great. So check that box. Bringing in Zoe for me helped because I really felt like I wanted to not just be there selfishly for me. I want to be able to like, you know, give her something too, you know, and, and she was so great. And, and she added so much to her story. Um, uh, questionable actions at the end, of course. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, but um, nonetheless, um, yeah, so that was a great element. So I always say if I can, you know, check all these boxes, if I can add something different, if I can, you know, make something interesting with a unique approach to different characters and, um, you know, then I'll do it. I'm uh, and, and I also say as long as I can go 100 percent, I'm never going to come back and be like, listen, I'm going to do this, but I'm only at like 60. So, like, I'm mm. going to only do like half my moves. I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? I want to give you 100 percent. And I never know until I get in, right? Like, you know, going back for WrestleMania, I mean, I actually had a, a, a partially torn hamstring during Mania, so I wasn't even evil. I was put it this way. I managed to give 100% when I probably shouldn't have given 100%, put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I think that limp lasted a lot longer than it should have, but um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's what I do. It's 100%. If I can give you 100% out there, that's what I can do. And so, you know, and so I, that's been my approach every time, you know, um, if I can, if they call, if, if the call comes, you know, what are we, is this in May or June or when it, July? When is it July? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, check. I might've circled it one second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the call comes, I'll have to check those boxes. Can I still go? I'll get in the ring. I'll see where I'm at and then see what the, with the ideas and it's always about creative and making sure that it's something that will stratify the fans and uh you know be something exciting and different <laughs> uh final one for me then and this is uh you know going back as a fan i mean you was involved in loads of great segments um one of my favorites that i would love your kind of uh insight on day of vince mcmahon joins the kiss my ass club right you remember this back yes. in 2001 yourself you, you obviously come out and tease that he will get to, <laughs> that will be the initiation. And The Rock obviously turns it into Rikishi. Uh, yeah. I know, you know loads of people still replay that clip on, on social media and stuff still to this day. Yeah. Um, have you got any memories of like, you know, when they were putting that together and the crowd at the time? Because you sounded like the roof came off and it's become kind of one of the all-time funny segments. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I look back to a lot of those segments at that time that were so uh, interesting. You know, I, I love the fact, I love like, mixing up with different characters the fact that i could be in the ring with rikishi with vince mcmahon with the rock uh, you know it's like incredible right mm. um and then creating those moments that like when the fans go mental crazy where like you know like you said the roof gets blown off um i i'm thrilled to be a part of it i, I i'm you know thankful for those moments that i was actually chosen to be a part of these moments um yeah that was um love the creative on that was just excited I'm like anytime i can get in there with the rock i'm like of course that sounds fantastic wow you know um and it, yeah it's great and and like yet again when we're talking about it, I don't know how many, 20 years later, 15 years later, it's, it's stuck and it's memorable. And it's one of those iconic moments that people will always talk about. So to be a part of it and work with those, you know, superstars is always amazing. Um, you know, that I said about the roof coming off there, you was there. I always remember the pop when Linda McMahon stood up. At yes. Main, right. You yes. were there. That's one of my most memorable ones with you involved. Really? Have you yeah. got... Uh, have you got one just off the top of your head before we finish of like all time kind of crowd reaction when you're out there? For me, probably the hitting the sharpshooter. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Like I didn't even, and you know, there was, because I got questioned so many times, like, are you sure that should be, I was like, yeah, I feel like this 
Yes. But, you know, you get question marks where they're like, I don't know, should you do something that people know? Like, it was just, there was so many people coming in. <clears throat> it was my important last match. So people were really, you know, caring about it in Toronto, yada, yada. Um, and I just knew this was the way to go. So I was like, I don't know. I hope this, you know, I hope they're into it. I hope they get it. You know, mm-hmm. so there was a moment I'm real defined, like I'm hitting the sharpshooter. Just okay, guys, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can tell that moment. Uh, but yeah, the reaction, people got it. I knew they would, you know, oh. it's like in Toronto, it, that was a moment. And, and you know, getting a, a text afterwards from Brett, you know, just, oh, that wow. just yeah, like that was just like, I was like, yeah, I, I, I thought so. <laughs> yeah. I knew this was supposed to be the moment, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, for me, that was probably the the, the biggest um, pop moment in my career. Yeah, I mean, fighting for it and it coming off amazing. Trish, you have also been amazing. I've enjoyed this. I can't tell you how much. Um, so grateful that you've given us the chance to speak to you today. I will see you again in London. I'll make sure to uh, to, to introduce myself when I see you there. Can't wait for your Inside the Ropes tour. And I hope to see you in the ring again. I suspect yeah. I might. Uh, thank you so much, Trish. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, I look forward to that event so much. So hopefully I, you're, you're going to be there. Which one? London? That one? I'll be at London, for sure. I'll see yeah. you in London. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much, Trish. Cheers. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.